Hi, my turtle doves. How are you? How are you? How are you? Today is December 26th, 2022, and the time is approximately 10.56 a.m. It is raining and cold here in Miami, Florida. I am here just to talk to you about a recent revelation that God um, blessed me with, and it's always a blessing when God speaks to you or he allows the Holy Spirit to quicken something in you. So I'm going to give you um, a scripture, seven, Second Timothy um, chapter 1, verse 7. I'm going to read it to you in multiple versions. Um, and the reason being is because I want you to get an understanding of what it, I, I'm, I'm trying to, what I'm going to say to you um, in the near future during this podcast. So Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 The King James Version says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of the sound mind. The New Living Translation says, God has not given us the spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. The English Standard Version says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. That is the scripture that God quickened in my spirit today. I'm going to always be honest with you and tell you where I am. And I'm going to give you the scenario. I did a podcast on December 24th about how God's grace is sufficient. God's grace is sufficient for it is in his weakness that your strength is made perfect. Therefore, I will boast all the more in my weakness because it is then that I am strong in God. On December 20th, um, there was some information that was given to me by my doctor, which I did not like it. And what happened was, is that um, God had already given me the tools that I needed to combat the very thing that was being said to me. God had already told me that for we walk by faith, not by sight. God had already told me that my grace is sufficient. God had already said that I am the healer. He said that I am the healer. I am not the symptom um, treater. I am not the masker. I am not the one that's going to cover it up and act like it's not there. He said that I am the healer. It is by my stripes that you are healed. So, God had already spoken to me about this. However, when the situation came, um, it it hit me and it hit me to a place where um, my flesh started to get out of control. And I kept saying, God, my hope is being challenged. My hope is being questioned and don't you care? Now, one thing that we we do as children um, is that when our father doesn't give us what we want when we want it, we automatically like to say, God, don't you care that I'm suffering? And it's not that he does not care for he cares. Psalms um, 138 and 8, I believe, says that he will perfect the very thing that concerns you. If this man knows um, all the way down to how many hairs are on your head and the one that just fell out, he counted that one as well. I heard someone say that. Um, He knows all the way down to the hairs that's on your head and every tear that you've cried the entirety of your life. Why don't you think he cares that your hope is being challenged? So what he did was, is he gave you the tools that you need to combat what the enemy is trying to do. Remember, the enemy does not have any new tricks. 
So what happened is, is that even through making the podcast about how God's grace is sufficient, which that word is still that word, but that word is not something that that I, it, the word was something that cognitively, intellectually, I understood and I asserted, but emotionally I was, I was, um, I was down bad, you know, for the lack of a better statement, I was down bad. Um, six days, today's December 26, 2022, six entire days. I allowed the enemy to beat me with different things. You know, we, we, in, in, in the podcast, I talked about how God had promised me something in 2017 and it started to manifest during the pandemic and it looked way better than I thought it would. I talked about how God gives you the desires of your heart and all of these things I talked about, but I had that there there was this just this one thing that that the enemy was doing to me, and I could not bring myself to talk about it. I could not bring myself to accept it. I could not bring myself to express it. I could not even bring myself to talk to God about it after God had already told me what He had to say. One of the things that stopped me from doing that is because I know God was like, "No, nah, I done told you." <laughs> What part didn't you understand? Why are you feeling that way? If I had, but that's not how our father treats us. That's not how he deals with us, you know? So finally, I, I, I come on to today and I'm sitting here and I'm in the bed and I'm in the bed and I'm in the bed. I, I wasn't getting out of the bed. It's raining, it's cold, but it had nothing to do with the weather, but all to do with the weather inside of me because I was, so to speak, depressed and upset and I was feeling hopeless this morning, Well, actually not this morning, for the last six days, even through the podcast. And this is my honesty, you, you all, this is my honesty. And what happened was, is that I started to speak to um, one of my providers and I'm talking to her and I'm talking to her. And as I'm speaking to her about the situation, God started to minister to me. One thing that God is going to do is show you where you went wrong. And if you have not um, yielded enough to accept personal accountability is going to always feel like God is attacking you or punishing you. So I, I, I challenge you to um, not be the victim, to not despise his chastisement, not despise your correction, because that is where the blessing lies. So he's, he's, he's loving on me, you know, because he knows where I am and he knows how I got there. And he knows that his child is, um, accustomed to allowing certain emotions to run rampant because she has not learned to fight those yet. She's in the process of learning. He said, I understand where you are, but now let me show you what happened. Second Timothy one and seven basically tells us that the God did not give us a spirit of fear. He did not make us timid. When the enemy starts to throw fiery darts at us, he does not do it with the, the hopes that it'll work. He does not do it with fear that maybe it won't. He does it with assertiveness. He does it with surety that if I throw this dart at her, it's going to take her out. He throws darts. Um, and and, and what, what, he, what he is, is he's patient. So he'll throw not even a fiery dart. He'll throw a little, little, little smoke, 
you know, here and there. And then before you know it, he's planted this seed and this seed has grown into a big tree. And before you know it, you have this big tree of doubt and hopelessness and faithlessness and disbelief and unbelief growing in your backyard. And it started with the little seed. So the enemy is not timid with the way that he attacks. He is not going to school to learn how to be a um, an angel. The devil is not in the market to changing his profession. He is who he is and he's who he's going to be. The devil does not want to repent. The devil does not want forgiveness. The devil does not want you to be saved. The devil's not saying, maybe I'll just leave her alone so she can go ahead and get to heaven with peace of mind. The devil's not doing that. So 2 Timothy is basically saying, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but one of power, dunamis and exousia power, love and a sound mind. Do you know that love cures a multitude of sin? God said to me today, the, you went wrong because I gave you all of the tools that you had. And what happened with is when you stood in front of it, you backed down. I have not given you the spirit of backing down. Don't back down. Don't back down. The enemy that is trying to kill you, the very same situation, the very same mind frame, the very same people, the very same spirits that you're fighting are not taking it easy on you. So why are you taking it easy on them? Meaning that God gave you the tools and the tools that you don't have, they're on their way. He just haven't given them to you yet because you're not ready for those particular tools. But God gives you everything that you need when you need it. Yesterday, we talked about the veil. I love the concept of a veil. You put a veil over a bride before she's exposed to her husband, but there was a veil that everybody couldn't go beyond. A priest had to be ceremoniously clean for a certain amount of time before you told him what your problem was. He went to God and told God your problem, and then God worked in your life. Um, and if he wasn't, he take he took he, if he was not ceremoniously clean, he took your problems, and then he went to God and he died because he went to God unclean. So now your problems died with him, and now you got to find another priest to go to God for you and hope that he's ceremoniously clean for you. But what happened was, is that when Jesus died on Calvary, the veil was torn. That veil was torn to give us an opportunity to go to God for ourselves. So rule, so um, tool weapon number one is that we have the gift and the tools of prayer. We can go to God and say, God, this, that, and the third. And do you know that when your prayers and your worship goes up, there's angels that are ascending and descending to heaven and they're moving on your behalf. But these are things that we can't see. That's why he tells us to walk by faith, not not by sight, and that our weapons of this warfare are not carnal. We are trying to combat these diseases with medication. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we don't need medicine. But what I'm saying is, is that while there are things that we can do physically, there's things that we need to do spiritually. Don't back down. When the enemy comes, because we want to remember that the enemy does not have any new tricks. So the thing that the doctor told me on Tuesday is something that I have been dealing with for the last three years. The only thing that changed was time. Time changed time changed. The only thing that changed was the amount of time. So when she spoke to me, she said, well, it's time to move forward with this. It is time to do this. It is time to, and it is time. So 
The thing was, is that the only thing that changed was time. The enemy was using the same weapon that he had used two years, three years prior that God had already delivered me from because I'm going to claim my deliverance and my healing. He brought that same thing back to me. And when he brought it back to me, I panicked on something that was not new. He brought something that was not new to threaten what I thought would be my future. Something that was not new to threaten everything that God said to me back then that I had not seen yet. He wanted to challenge my faith. Can God really do this in the midst of that? Can God really do what he said he's going to do while you're dealing with this? Can God really, and the answer to that question is yes, my turtle doves, God can, in the, even in the midst of that. I'm going to bring it back. God's grace is sufficient. It is in your weakness. His strength is made perfect. So it's time to get happy about our weakness because what that means is, is that an almighty omnipotent God is going to step in and he's going to shake the water and he's going to get the glory out of this thing. And what that means is, is that when God shows up, he's going to show out. He's going to show you, you're going to go through the fire and you're going to come out and not smell like smoke. You ain't going to look like what you've been through. Don't back down. Don't back down. Don't back down. Don't back down. When you look at the problem, don't back down. When the problem looks bigger than you, don't back down. When it looks like the tools and the things that God gave you aren't working, don't back down. Because we know that according to Romans 8, 28, that all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And I'll quote the scripture time and time again, that they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall walk and not get weary. They shall run and not faint. They will mount up with wings like eagles. That means that we are, once again, we are fighting from a victorious standpoint. We are already winning. We're just walking it out. And what we're doing is, is God is establishing us to who we ought to be. So consistently, when we can cognitive and intellectually assert God's word, but emotionally we can't, we have to tell our flesh to behave. Don't back down. We have to tell our flesh to behave. Don't back down. We have to continue to speak the word over our lives. Don't back down. We have to get up and cry if we need to. Don't back down. We have to look the things in the face that's trying to take us out. Look it dead in the face and square up with it. Don't back down because we serve a God that says that I will be there with you through thick and thin. And I'm a God, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Don't back down. The God has, the, the, we, we serve a God that has given us multiple tools. We serve a God that has given us multiple outputs. We serve a God that allows us to evolve. And, and there's different things. There's so many questions that can be asked. Why do I have to go through this? Why not you? So instead of saying, why well, say, God, I thank you for trusting me with this battle. 
God, I thank you for the gift of prayer. God, I thank you for the gift of repentance. God, I just thank you for being who you are and not changing. The word of God does not change. The only thing that changes is the circumstances and the battlefield that we're fighting on. God's word comes deep down into diagnosis and depression and illness, sickness and disease, anxiety, death. God's word comes down into each of those situations, and it's whatever you need it to be in that moment. God's word stays the same. The only thing that changes is the situation, and the enemy does not fight with new tools. He's not doing nothing new. The Bible tells us there's nothing new under the sun. There's a time for everything. So if I can leave you with anything, my turtle dove, because like I said, for six days, I backed down. And I allowed him to get into my mind and tell me God cannot do the very thing that he said he would. Even surely in this, you know, he can't do it in this. If he didn't do it then, he can't do it now. That's what the enemy told me. He was like, I'm going to take every piece of hope that you have left. And that's, that's, that's the words that he spoke to me. And I let that marinate. One thing about depression and anxiety is that it allows your focus to be, um, your, your focus changes, it shifts, and you can't hear the way that you used to. You can hear enough to continue to function, but you can't hear God literally like, you can't hear God or the Holy Spirit or people, you can hear it, but you can't apply it, um, so to speak. You can't apply it. Those things, you know, you, you hear God speaking, you hear people speaking. It's like, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but you don't know what I'm going through right now. And the enemy will make you think that you have to hold on to that thing. And I held on to it for so long. And even this morning when I was talking to my provider, I said, we're not going to talk about that. And then finally, I heard God say, release it. And I asked her, can I talk to you about it? I know I said I wasn't going to. And she said, yeah, go ahead. I've been waiting on you. And when I released it, I felt like a weight was lifted off of my shoulders. And now I can hear God say, stop backing down. Don't back down. Don't back down. Cancer, don't back down. Sickness, don't back down. Disease, don't back down. Death, don't back down. Because at the end of the day, he reigns supreme over it all. And if we're not careful, our flesh will lead us straight to hell. That's why he tells us not to be carnally minded. So my turtle doves, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you with all of the love that God placed inside of me. And as he gave it to me, I'm giving it to you. And I pray that this um, blesses you. It blesses someone. Because even in the midst of the pain, even in the midst of the mental anguish, even in the midst of um, and not say and, and, and one thing that I want to tell you is that it says that he did not give us the spirit of fear. There is a scripture that tells us about how our. Um, sorry, what I'm doing right now is I'm going to go find that scripture. I'm going to go find it because I want you to see it. I want you to see excuse me, I want you to see it and I want you to understand. He did not give us the spirit of fear. That's why God tells us to not walk by flesh, but to walk by spirit. We are in the flesh. We are not of the flesh. So as long as we're 
in this flesh, we have a spirit and a soul. We're wrapped in this flesh, right? As long as we're in the flesh, the flesh is going to always try to do everything contrary to the spirit and the spirit, everything contrary to the flesh. So your spirit, God did not give you a fearful spirit, but your flesh gets afraid, but we should not walk by fear, meaning that you're going to get afraid sometimes. But you ever, you ever seen, let's say you're scared of spiders and one day you run down on that spider and that spider run down on you, but there's something inside of you that makes you get a shoe and beat the heck out of that spider. That's your spirit. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna that's a that's a live um that's a live um that's a live basically reenactment of your flesh being so scared but your spirit like i gotta get this thing before it get me and that's how it has to be in life don't back down galatians 5 and 17 um this is the new international version it says for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh they are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want meaning that you can't just be around here doing everything we want to willy-nilly but you don't walk by the flesh you're in the flesh but you're not of the flesh so i want to tell you that that you we were going to get afraid we're going to get scared but he did not give us a spirit of fear and what that means is is that god gave us the tools don't back down my turtle does don't back down don't back down no matter how it looks don't back down no matter how it feels don't back down tell your flesh flesh i hear you but you don't rule me and i'm not backing down don't back down I love you, my turtle does, with all of the love that God placed inside of me. I hope you have the most amazing day, um, and I hope you have an awesome new year if I don't come back with anything before the new year. But don't back down. It hurts. Don't back down. It looks dreary. Don't back down. Because we walk by faith, not by sight. And if we focus on what we're looking at, we're going to play whack-a-mole for the rest of our lives, trying to beat these things down that's just going to keep on popping up. Have the most amazing day, my turtle doves. I love you.